of the second major of the season, the PGA Championship, and up, up in Oak Hill this week in Rochester, New York. Um, I was sorry to miss the first major show of the year. Luckily, I had very capable uh, co-hosts filling in, Zach Fitzgerald and Johnny Strauser. Um, last week, I was in a hotel room doing the show, and now we're kind of flipping around because this week, Johnny Strauser's in a hotel room. Um, I'd love to say, like, you're on location up in Oak Hill, but you're not. You're in Michigan, your home state. <laughs> I would have liked to. I've been in that area before, and I played the Country Club of Rochester right near Oak Hill uh, for a junior tournament, like an invitational. And that was a, it's just a really nice area and everything, that western side of the, the state of New York there. I've never been to the eastern side, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But and I am excited to get on the show here, talk about another major championship. Love the major championships. Love Oak Hill. Love talking about this. I think I might love it more than John Morant likes wielding guns on camera. I'm not sure. Oh, no. <laughs> he, that's kind of his thing. That is kind of his thing. Um, yeah. We'll address that at some point in one of our NBA shows for sure. Um, and your Pistons tomorrow night. Very exciting night. Oh, man. With the draft lottery. It's the victor win by sweepstakes. Uh, yep. I'm sure you're, you're anxious for that. Very, very anxious for that. And then I think that's going to uh, fall into place on who they name as the head coach because Dwayne Casey basically retired, stepped down, moved into the front office, whatever you want to call it. So hoping for the number one pick, the Wimbiano draft pick, and the Monty Williams hire is what. Well. Yeah, no way would they be don't hire perfect. Monty Williams. <laughs> would love it. Yeah, good, good for you. That voice is Scott Pieri. Scott, uh, welcome back to the show, part of the major show here. How are you? How is the teaching endeavor going? Yeah, it's been a blast. I've been I've been teaching quite a bit, and uh, my heart is is kind of falling back into teaching. My eyes coming back a little bit, and uh, my teaching brain. And uh, it's been it's been a blast. I, I've been working with a lot of different types of players. I've been doing some work for the city. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of teaching to some beginners and some juniors, and then I've got uh, all the way up to doing some track man stuff like we did uh, for an hour, uh, which was a blast. And uh, so, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun. I'm just um, it's something that's just become pretty meaningful to me right now, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. That's great. I, I, yeah, you and I did meet about three weeks ago, something like that, yeah. and really enjoyed it. Um, you know, still trying to work work through that hip rotation we talked about, but uh, and I'm anxious to get onto these this this putting um, mm -hmm. this putting thing that you want to you want to show off. I so can't wait, can't wait for that as well. We'll have yeah. to do have to follow up with that on an episode, I'm sure. Yeah, I would love um, that. All right, guys, PJ Championship, second major of the year. These are just my favorite, favorite weeks of the year. I'm sure you guys feel the same way as golf fans. I mean, we get four of them a year, only 40 in a decade. I mean, these are just few and far between. Um, so it's really cool when we get to talk about it for the whole week and you really ramp up the, the hype machine. And um, this one's really interesting because, you know, we got the best player or players in the world 
really playing well coming into this week. John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. Um, we got a bunch of guys looking for their first majors who were top, top players like Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, um, those kind of guys. And then we have the guy that's, you know, I guess, I guess he's, it's like a home game for him now via his wife and Roy McIlroy, who feels like he's looking for his first major again, first one in nine years. I think we mentioned that on every major show, by the way, that <laughs> his streak it just keeps increasing. Um, so this it's fascinating. We have a, 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 an old golf course, one that's gone through a redesign recently. Um, so we have a lot of elements, tons of storylines. I guess, Scott, what's, what's the main storyline for you this week, the, the main thing you're watching? Well, I, I don't know if it's the main storyline for everybody, but for me, it's seeing Oak Hill because they just, I, I don't know how much I love these redesigns that just destroy these massive, huge trees that make the golf course, which is what they did. Um, and so I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious of the golf course, to be honest with you. I, I, I want to add just one thing. I went back when I was in college. Curtis Strange won the first of his or the second of his two U.S. Opens at Oak Hill. And that is back. I'm, I'm showing my age here back in the VHS days. And I had that tournament taped on VHS. And I can tell you in my sleep, which hole was what which on that, because I watched it about, you know, 100,000 times, it seemed like until it probably broke. But um, the look of what I remember it looking like and this look of the redesign is going to be you know, just like two different golf courses. So I'm, I'm curious to see what that's going to be like for sure. Yeah. I want to talk about the golf course in, in, in a minute here. Uh, Johnny, what's, what's, what's the main storyline for you heading into this, this tournament? Well, I could, I, I could echo what Scott said, because it certainly is the, uh, the, they, they brought Oak, Oak Hill back to life, I think with this redesign, but, uh, but I'm very interested to see just these, uh, you know, after the, uh, early part of the season here with all these designated events, with all of these, uh, uh, with John Rahm winning a bunch of events with Scotty Scheffler repeating, um, and playing very, very good golf over, over the last couple of months. You know, they played a really heavy schedule starting with the West coast, moving over to Florida and then building up to the masters. And, and they've had a, a little bit, but not really of a break because of Harbor Town, and then you've had Quell Hollow a couple weeks ago. So there's been a lot of golf going on here, and they're going to get a great test of golf, um, you know, as they move north here for the PGA Championship. So it, it's it's going to be. I, I can't imagine it not being a a wonderful, amazing event um, because, like you said, with only 40 majors in a decade, four per year. Um, and with all the guys fully, uh, engulfed in the PGA tour season with all the designated events, I mean, everybody's going to be looking to peak their game and keep it going this early in the season. So I'm looking for just a really, really competitive event where we've got, you know, we come to the back nine, uh, on Sunday with a lot of, uh, a lot of players, a lot of, a lot of top level players in contention. I think that's, that's what everybody wants. And I think that's what we're going to get at this place. The, I was looking back uh, over the weekend. Um, last five PGAs have been pretty legit. Uh, you know, last year we had the, the playoff with JT and Zalatoris and Mito having his 72nd hole falter. Two years ago, it was the Mickelson historic win. 2020, the COVID year, we had Morikawa breaking through. Uh, 19, it was Beth Page and DJ almost overtaking Brooks. 
And then 18 was Brooks, but it was right in the middle of Tiger's resurgence. And Tiger, after that major, that was the last major played in August. And then Tiger wins the next major he plays after that in the 19 Masters. So the last five PGAs have been really, really good and compelling. And I think the knock on the PGA for as long as I've been alive is it's kind of been the fourth major. Um, it's been, you know, we, we all love the masters for obvious reasons. The U S open is known as the toughest, most challenging test. And the, and the open is played on these historic golf courses. And the PGA is just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of the ugly subtitle, but I feel like it's found its way and it's niche a little bit on these type of these, these layouts that are for the most part, it's it's a bit of a knockoff of the U.S. Open, but a little bit more scorable. Six, seven, eight under seems to win. I think Akiwa a couple of years ago really helping establish that identity of the PGA just kind of being a really challenging test, but scorable, and the players really seem to like it. Yeah, I, no, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, listen, I, I think the one thing the PGA – and listen, I was a PGA member for seven years, and um, – uh, you know, one, one thing about them, in my opinion, is they, they get a lot of these major championships, right? And this isn't just the PGA, but it's also their national championships, the venues they're at. Um, to me, they 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 make a lot of great venue choices and um, and and they they make it uh, a little bit more playable than obviously a U.S. Open or, you know, it seems like the scoring is a little bit better. They're always entertaining. I I. I agree with you. It kind of gets a bad rap, but I, I've always been a fan of the championship myself. I, I think I the get, move. Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Go ahead. I say it gets. A, it, it's going to get a great feel. It, it has been, and I think that's been the thing. I, I think why it had always gotten a bad rap was it was late in the season. It was towards the end of it, and they were they were they had good venues, but it didn't. You know, when when 14, 15, 16 under par were winning the tournaments, you know, I don't think it was, was really like respected like a U.S. Open, which, you know, battles against par and, you know, you could get the, the, the high scores in the, uh, in the open championship and everything. So, you know, it's got a good field. It, it doesn't have the amateurs in it. So it's got a, a stout field top to bottom. And, um, you know, I think the golf courses, they've really toughened them up to, to, you know, you don't want par to win it, but, you know, 15 under par, you're not going to see very often there. So, you know, something in the, in the middle there where there is value in making pars. And I, and I think that's where, you know, and then also moving it to this early in the season here, when we're still thirsty for those major championships, I think that's, that's been a big thing. And I think that's changed. Those two things have, have really changed how the, the PGA is viewed by, by fans. I think I was going to mention that the the move to May I think is a really I was a little skeptical when it happened a few years ago, but I think it was really it fits nicely in the schedule now because we get that one big event per month, starting with the players into the Masters and then the PGA. So I think it fits nicely in the schedule. I think it's found it's found a nice spot for it in the future, and uh, I think it's I think it's just become a really good tournament. Um, not that it ever was before, but I think now it's it's kind of really found its footing. Um, you know, Scott kind of alluded to Oak Hill, down Ross design before it went live. We were just talking about, I, I just played a Ross course last week down in French Lick. Um, I grew up on a Ross course on the South side of Fort Wayne. Um, obviously known for, um, you know, undulating greens, uh, difficult greens, don't want to get above the pin, that kind of thing. Oak Hill 
kind of has a, was, was a line like that for a long time, shorter golf course, even going back to 2013 when, when Jason Duffner won, uh, I think about two, 250 yards longer with the, the Andrew green redesign. Um, he had mentioned in his redesign that he really wants bunkering to be a true hazard. Um, just seeing some of the stuff on Twitter today. I mean, these are some deep, deep greenside bunkers. Um, a lot of the, the feedback seems to be, um, you know, not necessarily the length of the rough, but the thickness of the rough is going to make driving um, more of a premium than I expected it to be. Um, and I really think you're going to have to find someone that that is going to be scrambling and it's going to be getting the ball up and down this week. Because like we do, like we say, most majors, when it plays difficult, a lot of the guys are going to miss a lot of the greens. So I want the guy that, that can, that can figure out a way to get up and down um, sort of the anti Victor Hovland uh, these days where I, you know, I don't want, I don't want the guy shipping where I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen here. I want, I want the John Roms and uh, Rory McIlroy's trying to get the ball up and down. Scott, what are your thoughts on the course and, and you know, potentially what, what type of game fits it? Um, I, I, I think it's, I think this is going to be a ball striking week. I think I think to to look at the guys who are going to do well, you're going to see the guys who are who are higher in strokes gained driving, and probably strokes gained approach. I mean, those are the guys I'm looking at as the guys who I think are going to be the favorites. Myself, um, it sounds like the new green complexes are pretty tough. Uh, possibly potentially some pin placements that are tougher than what they even had, you know, back in the day. This sort of more original design or the older design that looked like they had pretty severe greens are saying the greens are tougher now. So I, I look at ball striking at this point. I mean, these guys, most of these guys have pretty darn good short games, except Victor Hovland, of course, thanks for pointing that out. Um, but uh, he's <laughs> done. Okay. He's got a nice, his, his bank fine. account looks okay. Yeah, bank account fine. looks okay. Um, but um, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the ball striking side of things for sure. You're going to have to drive the ball and play and you're going to have to keep the ball, the, the fairway bunkers. So fairway bunkers are really severe too, from what they said. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be, you know, the dudes who, who can, who can strike their golf ball and keep it between the rails, I think are the guys that I'm looking at. Johnny, we were talking a little bit about the course today. Uh, some of the stuff we saw on Twitter, you know, one of the, one of the players said, uh, you know, if it's, it, it's going to fit those that, that carry at 320, it's winged foot light, Beth page light, um, so I mean I assume you're gonna be looking at ball strikers. You're, you're you're kind of a ball striker kind of guy. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of times in in you know in major championships that's that's what's generally going to win these. And I think this is going to be uh, no exception here. But you're going to have to drive it long. I mean there are some long and narrow hole holes. Um, and, and we were going to talk about the bunkers, you know, for the rest of this podcast because that, that is true. Donald Ross is, um, was never a big fan of water hazards. He did have some on his golf courses, but it was always said that he thought that that was too penal of a, uh, 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 you know, if you were to hit it in a water hazard there. So he just made, he had a, has a lot of bunkers on a lot of his classic courses, and they're they're very very difficult to manage there. And it had uh, over time when he first designed it, the golf course I guess was 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 great, but it just wasn't that long. And then in the fifties, once they had the uh, um, the U.S. Open there, they they hired Robert Trent Jones, who kind of kind of butchered it up a little bit and went in his redesign and and added ponds and uh, removed some trees and everything. And then they realized that it just was kind of an out-of-date golf course and then hired the two Fazio brothers, George and Tom, who did even worse to it, um, were great designers in, in and of themselves. But they, uh, they removed a lot of trees. Um, they added 
ponds and they added uh, or they got rid of some bunkering and everything like that. But uh, Andrew Green, the new guy who took over after uh, I think it was 2015, right after Jason Duffner had won the PGA there, he really just looked at old photos and all they did was just try to make a grown up version of the original design. So they put in some uh, um, some of the older holes and they they just maneuvered stuff around and added a lot more of those penal bunkers to um, you know to make it more of what he did. And from what everybody says. Uh, like literally everybody who's got an opinion on it says he did a masterful job of it. So I'm, I'm really anxious to see, cause I think it's, you know, when you've got nicely shaped bunkers like that and, and the way it kind of wraps around and you have those, those Oak trees that are still there, it's, it's going to make kind of a sexy kind of looking golf course there. And another thing that he did was, is he did, even though the greens are undulating, they created a lot more pin positions, a lot more challenging pin positions on the greens. They, you know, I think it gotten to the point where you only had four, maybe five pin locations per green. And I think he close to double that on most of the greens there. So I think, you know, that tells me that you want a guy who, yeah, is a good ball striker, who's going to hit, hit good iron shots and going to play pin high or play underneath the, uh, uh, underneath the holes there and, and have uphill putts all day long. So there, there's a good amount of golfers. I think that we can find even some diamonds in the rough, but, you know, I think guys who do that kind of stuff, the long hitters, the good ball strikers are, are we're going to find one of the winners in that group. I'm glad you mentioned. I, I was looking at that as well. Just the, the the new green complex is creating a multitude of different pin locations. Some can be extremely difficult. Um, so yeah, I think an iron iron player with that can really you know kind of hit the yardage correctly. I, I know there's a lot of uphill um, approach shots. Actually, having played the Ross course down in French Lake last week, I was exhausted mentally by the end of the round because of just trying to figure out the yardage when I had a 120-yard <laughs> wedge shot and I had to figure out how far uphill it was. And then I have a wind quartering at me. And I felt like every 120-yard shot played like 150 yards because of that. And uh, so getting these yardages on on these kind of courses is, is difficult. Um, looking at the weather, guys, Thursday – uh, it's kind of, it, it looks like a fine day, at least no precipitation is going to start a little cooler. Friday is a perfect day. And then it looks like some rain on the weekend. Um, so I think we're going to see potentially two or three different golf courses. I think Friday is going to play firm and fast the way it's probably intended. And then Saturday, Sunday, it could be kind of a plotter's paradise out there. Um, Rory, you know, I think of that with uh, the way he dominated the 11 U.S. Open in the rain. Um, so just something to consider as you as you look ahead for the week that the weather looks at this point to play a factor. Um, you know, I was looking back at the 2013 PGA. I was looking at some highlights. I kind of forgot how freaking good Jason Duffner was at that moment oh. in time. And just, I think he, he, he wasn't, we know he's not a good putter, but he pretty much stuck every approach that that week to two feet. Um, and, you know, beats Furick, Stenson's third. So, I mean, you look at those three, that, that type of player, all similar, gets the ball in play, good iron players. Um, so I, I think you guys are right. I think we'll see something similar this week, but I, I think, you know, the guy that can keep the ball in play, keep the ball in the fairway off the tee also will be at a premium this week. Um, by the way, I was also looking at some stats from 2013. This blew my mind that the seventh ranked player in the world in 2013 was Brant Seneker, and then 10th was Keegan Bradley. And 
I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> it feels like another, another lifetime ago. Right. So my question now, we, we've kind of talked about some of the stars, talked about the golf course, Johnny, who, who's, who's the guy this week that needs this major the most? I love, I love this question every time I do a major show because I feel like it changes. Um, is it a guy that needs his first? Is it a guy, is it a star that hasn't won in a while or, you know, something like that? Who do you got? Well, until he wins and I, I hate having to keep going back. Cause I think it, it seems to be the same pick every single time. And it's Rory McIlroy, just because the dude hasn't won a major championship in forever. I mean, it's feels like it's like, you know, he's just not, not ever won one. And, and I know he's won several. So it's just, is he ever going to get it back to where he's going to, you know, be there, beat the field in, in a major. And, and I, I, tr I try to argue myself, you know, cause you send out what we want to discuss here. And I always say it's Rory. It's just Rory, but <laughs> can I talk myself out of Rory? And uh, unfortunately I can't, I mean, I, I originally, if, if Jordan Spieth was healthy, I would probably, I, I would seriously consider him, but mm -hmm. It, it's Roy McIlroy. It's it's just he's got to get on the board. I almost I almost put in our little agenda non non Rory division. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I didn't. But I, I I mean you're you're right. I mean it has it has to be Rory for a lot of reasons because of the the length of time it's been since his last major. He's mentioned it feels like he's trying to get his first again. He's in this bit of a lull right now with his game. Right. I mean, yeah. it, it, well, just. Go ahead. No, no, but, but you're right. It is, is, you know, for the intents of the, the show here, if I had to pick somebody who, you know, you wouldn't totally normally think of, I, I think Tony Finau is the guy who has got to win one here pretty soon, or it might be one of those things where it, it could never, you know, could never happen. I mean, he beat Rom in Mexico. I mean, that's, that in itself is huge. So he's playing, you know, good golf, um, this golf course is long. It's going to fit, uh, what he needs to, uh, or what he's good at is driving the ball. And he's, you know, when he's on, he's a good ball striker. It's just obviously with the putting sometimes that it's coming to question, which has gotten better. And, and, and to beat John Rahm in 2023, if you beat John Rahm in 2023, you have done something there. So, you know, if I, if I can't pick Rory, it's, it, it, Tony's got to win one of these here pretty soon to validate as uber talented as this man is. And, um, I, I think he's on the doorstep and I think this is a big one and this is a good chance at, at, at him winning. Johnny, Johnny claims the championship window might be closing on Tony fee now here. If we don't get one soon, it's kind of yeah. like, it might be, it's like the golden state warriors, right? That might've closed. That's right. Might've closed. Scott, who you got? Is it Rory or is it someone else you're looking at that needs it the most this week? Well, I think Rory has the most heat on him for sure. I mean, he's playing at a place that he's a member at. Um, but does he need it the most? Uh, I would probably not go with Rory. I think the guy who needs it the most, if just if that's what we're basing it on, it's Patrick Cantlay. Hmm. That's who I think needs it the most because he's on the verge of becoming the best player in the world. And if he wants to become the best player in the world, he has to grab one of these majors. And he hasn't had he has doesn't have one yet. Rory's got four. So I, I I can't say that I would probably put Rory in front of him. I think it's I think this is the week he he needs badly, and if he's going to really elevate himself to that top three player, top two, top one, and really take his career to the next level, he, it's it. I think it's him all the all the way. 
I, I had both of those names circled, uh, Rory and Cantley. I think Cantley's a great choice. Um, he's not won this season, but he's arguably been the third best player on mm-hmm. tour behind Scheffler and Rom this season. His stroke skating numbers are off the charts. He's become legitimately maybe the second or third best driver in the world. Um, his major performance just has not, it's not always been there. Um, and it, it's, it's kind of hard to figure because his game is so complete and he seems so trustworthy. Um, you know, most regular tour events. Um, he was there kind of in the masters. He was my pick that week. He was hanging around, just, just didn't see for whatever reason that week, the plastic just didn't cooperate. So I think Canley is a great call. I think he's at that point in his career where he can validate a lot of things with the major championship. Um, other guys that I considered, um, since both of those are my choices, Xander's right. I kind of put him and Canley as basically kind of the same guys, same type of career with the number of wins they've had. Xander's had more close calls than majors, um, <clears throat> but I feel like he's at that point in his career where, where a, a major really validates it. Um, I, you know, I, I looked at guys like Max Homa, but I don't think Max is that necessarily that tier. Um, He's had an amazing couple of years, but these other guys have just done it for a little bit longer. Um, so I think a lot of those guys bear watching. Finau's a great choice as well. Um, you could pick a number of guys, but Rory, Rory's going to be the, the storyline because of, again, this this interesting part of his career he's in where now he's, you know, he's obviously become the voice of the PGA Tour. The last year has just been a uh, obviously exhausting to him. He missed the event a couple of weeks ago, um, trying to make his way back and play his way into this. So I'll be fascinated to see what Rory does this week. Um, who's the forgotten man? That was one of my other questions on, on the agenda and forgotten man. I mean, guy that's kind of feeling left behind right now. He's not on a lot of, not on a ton of leaderboards. He's not making a lot of headlines might be under the radar for better or worse. Scott. Dustin Johnson for me, mm, mm. D- DJ for me, uh, him winning last week on the live tour. I mean, was like, that even surprised me. I was kind of like, you know, Hey, I kind of forgot about DJ forgot, you know, mm-hmm. you, you don't, you just don't hear much. And I mean, out of all the guys that are over on live that I think, uh, you know, is that superstar that took that jump and has really just, the the level that you think about him, the 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 amount of media we hear about him compared to what he was on the PJ tour. I mean, he's the one who's took him taking it on the chin the most, in my opinion. D- d- did it to him. I mean, self-inflicted mm-hmm. because of the move that he made. And it doesn't seem like he's, you know, regrets making that move. And it's been good for him. But I, I tell you what, I, I think he's the forgotten guy right now. I mean, yeah. he just uh uh for me, I I I can't put anybody else even real close. I, I'm I'm confident that DJ doesn't regret much of anything no. he does in his life. <laughs> no, no, no. But I I am I'm still so bummed out. We don't get to see him week to week on on Me tour, too. and um, you know. And I actually told I told Johnny this today that I he's still the one live guy that I will I will root for um, when he when he's in majors. I just I've we've I know Johnny's been a fan. Um, I just I just like watching that guy play golf. Um, so I. If he if he gets into contention this week, I think that would be awesome. It'd be fun, Johnny. Who's who's the forgotten man right now in your mind? Well, you know, I thought about actually about saying Pat Cantley just because of his major record, and it it uh, is is not good, you know. Um, but 
I think he gets talked enough a fair amount to where, you know, I think he's just, you know, it may, it may not be a good answer to that question there, but the, the guy who jumps out is Max Homa just because of the, the, the really subpar compared to the rest of uh, rest of his PGA tour, you know, career, at least the last couple of seasons there. And as, uh, um, as, mm-hmm. as talented as he is that, you know, he needs to be, uh, you know, really needs to get into contention more in these major championships. Hasn't done it yet. I mean, it's probably one of those things that will happen at some point. And, you know, he'll, you know, might end up winning one or, or more, or, you know, at least contending in several of them. But, uh, the, the, the major performance versus how he can dominate these regular, you know, PGA tour events doesn't really match up to me. So I think that's kind of a forgotten thing, but he just really hasn't, hasn't earned his way up in that upper echelon of talking about the majors or being talked about in the majors because it just, it just hasn't been there, but uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that I know we always root for and hope that he does, but it's just one of those things that I think he's still in the process of needs that one time in contention to, to, to get those nerves in the major championship, feel good about his game in those events. And, you know, then, then who knows? I feel like a lot of the people we follow on Twitter have already given him the U S open at LACC. So mm-hmm. it seems That's like, true. which I actually, <laughs> actually think this week might be a better setup for him um, yeah. with the way, way he can really get, on fire with his irons and the way he at least was striking the ball early in the season. Uh, home was a good call. Uh, my forgotten man this year. Um, I think the only person that has really talked about him is me um, betting on him and losing money on him. But it's, I think it's Colin Morikawa. I think he's kind of just been lost in the shuffle this year. Um, I guess really since the century when he, he blew the five or six shot lead to Rom. Um, he He's been around, but he hasn't really threatened to win since then. And 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 the most bizarre thing is that according to Data Golf, you know, my my favorite golf database is that he's actually um, his numbers are the best they've ever been um, in approach play, in driving, and total strokes gained um, compared to any other season. Um, so it's just funny how golf works um, in, in those ways where a guy can be striking it, who's known as one of the best ball strikers, iron players on the planet, and he's hitting it better than he ever has, but he's not winning. Um, and and I think we all know why with Murakawa, the, the putting is just such a hindrance to his to him breaking through and winning more. I mean, gosh, he's already won what five times in 65 starts. So don't feel bad for Colin Morikawa, of course, but um, I, I just, that's, I think he's been forgotten, but it also why it's why I continue just to stay with him because I think it's, it is going to flip at some point. Um, I think arguably this week is a reasonable setup for him. Um, I feel like we're, we're starting to say that about a lot of these guys, of course, but um <laughs> But I mean, if you hit your irons like Kyle Morikawa, you can freaking win anywhere. Um, maybe he'll have a Jason Duffner like week where he just he hits it to three feet every time, I and mean, he doesn't have to make a boatload of putts. But um, Morikawa is my guy there. Um, we're gonna get to our our win pick after we go through the odds a little bit here. Um, obviously, we've already talked a lot about these guys. Uh, most of these guys that we're gonna go through the odds here. Um, I'm going to bring my my screen up just so we can look at this a little bit. But I told you guys we're going to put these in our normal categories, guys that are under 30 to 1, um, and then guys that are 30 to 50, and then 50 and above. So under the 30 to 1, we've already talked a lot about all these guys. Uh, the 
basically the co-favorites are Scheffler and Rom. Um, you can uh, get m- both of them mostly at seven and a half to one on most books. Um, so they're pretty much right about the same number. You got to jump up to Rory at 14 to one. Um, I think right now, I mean, I don't know if Rory's number is going to go back uh, down this week. I would expect it to be bet a little bit. That's as low as we've seen Rory in a major in a couple of years. Um, Xander um, is next at 16 to one. Um, if we're going on DraftKings, um, which by the way, I would think by now DraftKings would have given us some sort of uh, like sponsorship deal as much as we've mentioned them. So that's what I'm angling for as we go forward here. Patrick Come on, Cantlay, DraftKings. That's right. DraftKings, <laughs> DraftKings. Uh, Patrick Cantley also at 16 to one. Xander and Cantley just can't get away from each other. They're they're right beside each other at all times, it seems like. Brooks is 22 to 1. Jason Day's 28. Justin Thomas, 28. Um Actually, I miss Fee now. He's at 22 as well. And then uh, DJ Hovland, Fitzpatrick, Talamorikawa. Those are guys at 30. So, Scott, we talked about a lot of guys there in the odds. Um, I know we've talked about a few before. Um, is there a guy from that group where you would say, I would not, I would, he's not worth betting to me this week because he's not a course fit or um, I don't like the way his game is trending? Any yeah. of those reasons? You know, this is going to sound crazy um, because we've been talking about him a lot, but I don't like Rory this week at all. Uh, wow. I, I I think he's been fiddling with the driver with shafts and heads, and he's he's been off a lot this year because he's driven the ball badly, and he's he's searching right now, and he's trying all these this stuff. And so I don't like him for this week at all because you have got to be – you're going to have to drive the golf ball this week, man. You're going to have to hit it and play, and you're going to have to shove it up on some of those holes. Like Johnny said, there's some long holes. You're going to have to shove it up there. And, yes, he can get it up there, and, yes, he, he can hit it in the rough or whatever, and it still may be doable, but I just don't like him this week at all. Um, so I dislike him on that on that list probably for the odds and everything, I, I think, as much. But one of the guys I really like is not up here yet, though. I have. I mean, I, maybe maybe I'm – You hold I'm, off. Okay, I'll hold off. Who who is who is someone from the from that group though, Scott? The thirty of thirty to one and under uh, of the favorites that, I like? you, that you like? You'd say I put I put twenty dollars on fifty dollars on whatever your budget is. J- JT, JT, okay. Is 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 that is that in the grouping that you're, you you were mentioned different groupings? Is he in that grouping? He's yeah, twenty eight to one. Just in the Which, top thirty. Okay, cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah, JT. I I, I like JT and. Um, uh, if Cameron Young was in there, I kind of like him too. I thought I saw his name in there. I'd, I'd be okay with him too. Okay. JT, um, you know, Johnny and I have talked about there's, we used to have this rule for Justin Thomas. He used to be up in the, the, the 10 to one, the 12 to one range. And anytime for whatever reason, his number would slide back to 21, 20 to one or worse. It was an automatic bet. Um, <laughs> We're dealing with a different version of Justin Thomas now. I mean, twenty-eight to one on Justin Thomas is uh, uh, that's 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 not a number that you would think you would see in, in a major in twenty twenty-three. But here we Def- are, defending champion, defending champion. Yeah, uh, Johnny, who's who's one guy in that that list from the, in that range that you would say I'm not, I'm definitely not putting my money on one guy that you feel like you would. Well, I, you know, I liked what what Scott said about Rory and I'm not going to pick him because we've already, he's already selected them and everything, but I, I don't feel 
I don't feel good about him at all either. I mean, he switched from the mallet putter to the Scotty Cameron putter for the masters. And then he used that for a couple of weeks. He's back to his tailor-made spider mallet putter and he's messed around with equipment and everything like that. And, you know, if you're not set dead set on that kind of stuff for a golf course is hard, it's, it's going to be an uphill battle in and of itself there. So, but the one guy, uh, if I pick another one is, um, I mean, in that group, Jason day is just too, too far up the board. And then with him winning, uh, this last week, which was awesome, by the way, um, I, I kind of over the years had grown to dislike Jason day, but you know what? I think he had kind of, I appreciated him working hard against, uh, you know, you know, battling the injuries and trying to get healthy and, you know, just staying with it and everything <laughs> like that. And I think that's really cool that he ended up winning, but he's not going to win last week at the Byron Nelson and then win at the PGA championship here. Now, does he play well? Yeah. He, he, I, I have confidence that he does that, but he's not going to win there. So he's a guy that I would say I'd fade as a win bet this week. And in my win bet, uh, I've already put something on it is Scotty Scheffler. I think the best thing that happened was, is him not winning uh, at the Byron Nelson. I know we've talked about all season long when the numbers get this, this small uh, seven or seven and a half to one to, to stay away from these guys, but these guys are going to win regardless, you know, of whatever the number is. And sometimes especially major championships, you just got to go with the guys who you think are going to win there. And, uh, you know, he, he struggled a little bit with the putter, which does concern me a little bit there, but he hit the, hit the driver well. And I mean, he played well enough to shoot 19, 20 under par, uh, or whatever it was. So the, the game is there. Um, and then he, him not having to deal with winning the Byron Nelson and then doing the interviews and then the photo shoots and all that stuff, he could get right up to, uh, to Rochester there and, and, you know, focus on winning the event there. So that might've been the best possible option there for, for Scotty was to not win. Um, like I said, I really like him this week, even at that small number. Um, what I would probably consider doing, you know, as we always talk about every single show of a guy who's got a small number, Scotty and the Denver nuggets in game one something like that you know (laughs) to get it up there above uh 10 to 1 there something like that if you think the nuggets are going to take game one so man austin reeves is going to make you pay you know i've got a future on both teams to win the the win in the west yeah so the bigger one is on the lakers so really i'm rooting for the lakers and i'm rooting for lebron and everything that but you know what if if i think the nuggets are going to win that's what what i do with my money there Fair enough. I, I did not see the Scheffler pick coming. I, I can't argue with it. I mean, he's obviously playing unbelievable. He hasn't finished outside the top 20 since October, which is absurd. Um, and and actually, I saw – oh, man, where did I see this? Um, on Twitter, he – I think of the last um, – that was the last 10 or 11 major championships. He's finished in the top 20, and I think nine of them. Um, I mean, so the dude is just – He's just unreal. I was going to say, if you know, if you wanted to bet Scheffler top twenty, it's it's like minus two hundred. That's the only problem, but that would almost be free money this week. Um, my guy that I, I'm definitely staying away from, and I want no part of, and I've already mentioned him. I've already kind of bashed him. Victor, Victor Hovland at thirty to one. Um, it's it's a good number on Victor. He's an unbelievable ball striker. I just I just could not trust him if the tournament came down on the seventy first hole where he had to get the ball up and down and make a par. I, I just can't at this point. Um, he's given me the willies watching some of these tournaments where he's been there and something happens on the back nine. He just kind of fades away. I feel like he did it at Sawgrass and the players. 
There was another tournament where he was in contention where he just didn't, I think Bay Hill, just, just not, not, not making it happen down the stretch. Like I'd want to see him, uh, see him play and, and, and get a win. So Hovland's the guy I'm definitely fading from this group. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but um, I think the guy that I feel really good about this week and the, the ball striking and, and all the numbers back it up is Tony Finau. Um, I, I mentioned his number is 22 on DraftKings. It's actually 29 on FanDuel plus 2,900. And I think, you know, he just won a couple weeks ago. I mean, sure. He beat, and absolutely bad field. It was Rom, and then it was a bunch of guys like Phil Miller. He beat, um, but he still beat Rom head to head. I'm bashing my my own game, which is which is you can always do that to yourself. But um, and in fact, I'm going to bring this this data golf rankings up. Um, data golf has Tony Finau as the fifth ranked player in the uh, in their rankings right now. Um, and I think he's been playing like it. He's been winning a lot of tournaments the last year. Um, and I think this is the next step. We, we kind of talked about him earlier as, as being maybe a guy that can make that jump. Um, I'm not saying he's my win pick, but I am definitely going to bet him to win. Um, I just think he's, he's in a good spot this week. And of course that really feels like, it feels like it fits his, his premium ball striking both off the tee and his approach game. Um, Get my screen back here. Whoops. Technical difficulties. Okay. Um, 35 to 50 is the next range, guys. Um, Terrell Hatton at 35, Sanjay M at 35, Cameron Young and Cameron Smith both at 35, uh, Max at 40, Jordan Spieth at 45. Hideki at 50. So it's a pretty small group that, that fits that next group from 35 to 50. Um, you know, a couple initial thoughts is uh, Johnny and I, we talked about Spieth last week and uh, the show last week with the, with the wrist injury, his number continues to drop. I don't know of anyone that would want to take a chance on Spieth um, with this injury and just his ball striking, how it can be erratic at, at a course like this anyways. Um, I, his number might get down to 50, which would be kind of wild. Um, I, I think for a while, Cameron Young was was a pretty hot pick for this tournament um, last couple months. Scott's already mentioned him. Uh, I think a lot of people will be on Cameron Young this week. Um, Scott, you want to talk about Cameron Young? You like him at that number, 35 to 1? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, listen, he's a New York guy. You know, he grew up in New York. His dad, His dad's from New York. There's something to be said about playing golf in your home state. He's probably fairly familiar with Oak Hill, I'm sure. So I like him. I, I like I like him a little bit for sure. But the guy who I like in that group is Terrell Hatton. Hmm. That's that's who that's who I think is would be my sleeper for this week. Uh if if I want to throw one out there. Just because his ball striking stats are so good. Um and uh, let me just say he's not my favorite guy. Like he's he's okay. Uh his, his you know there's times his antics are fun and there's times his antics are like I want to change the channel. But um but I, I like him this week. I think he I think he could be good at this this golf course. I really do. He's kind of my long shot. He's been playing really well the last couple of weeks as well. And it would be incredibly entertaining to see him. Yes, it would. No doubt. On Sunday in front of a New York crowd. I mean, can you imagine? That would, yeah. be, that would be awesome. That's right. Uh, Johnny, who, who do you like in that group there? 
the two guys I had circled, one of them was was Terrell Hatton. I, I think he's – I mean, he's been playing great golf. He's had – I read this a uh, little bit ago that he's, this season he's had a second, he's had a third, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh between the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. So, you know, the golf is there, and, you know, he hangs in there. And I, I think that would be fun to see him <laughs> – you know, contend and everything and, and, uh, you know, see how that would go. But, uh, um, you know, the golf game's definitely backing it up. The other guy, um, I, I liked out of this group is, is, uh, is Cam Smith. Um, apparently could have won the, the live event, but I guess the playoff, you know, we got to watch like bewitched or something like that, whatever the <laughs> CW switched to, um, it was during the playoff there. Blackish, blackish. <laughs> Black, blackish yeah oh, okay the anthony anderson show you know yeah, yeah. i didn't even great know that show. was on a cw but that's <laughs> yeah. cool yeah <laughs> that's great um so but no i mean you know you look at what happened at the masters though with uh with brooks kepko winning the week before in the live event and then came out playing playing unbelievable golf at, at augusta there you know i think cam smith the big thing with him is obviously he was the best player in the world when he went over to live and he self-admitted that uh, he really hasn't worked on his game nearly as much since signing there. And, and the results were kind of, you know, appropriate, you know, based on, on how much he's worked at it. But, you know, uh, losing in the losing in the playoff there um, at that event, you know, he's play, so he's playing good golf. He's hitting it well. And I think, you know, there is concern about his driving at that kind of a golf course. But the guy's got one of the best short games in the universe. And I think there's going to be something of that. So maybe the, the taste of, of playing some competitive, good competitive golf, um, you know, one week and then carrying that over. Uh, I, I don't mind him at all this week. I, I'm with you. I, I was kind of thinking about this today after um, seeing some of the, the, the analysis of the course come out um, dry the off the tee game would be the, I mean, if he, if he can keep it on in play, I mean, that that's kind of his, his miss is that, that hook off the tee that would concern me for the week, but yeah, you're right. Short game. I, I, he's probably still has the best short game in the world. Um, even, even on the CW live circuit. Um, <laughs> uh, I, from this group, I, 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 I like the number on Max quite a bit. I, I wish it was the form that we saw maybe in February um, from Max when he won at Tory, uh, finished runner-up runner at Riv. But um, I, I, I really think this is a good golf course for him. Um, it can it kind of accentuates what he was what he does well, what he was at least doing well this season. So I think forty is a good number. Other than that, I think Spieth a complete stay away. Hideki at fifty would normally be interesting, but he's been injured. Um, so I don't, I don't love those guys there at that number. Um, the next group that, that I wanted to talk about was 50 and above. So this is pretty much the rest of the field. Um, you know, the numbers kind of vary. Um, I know Scott, you probably don't look at the odds as closely as, as Johnny and I, but is, is there a name that we haven't talked about that would be lower on the odds board that might jump out to you? Um, no, probably not. I think I, I think we're pretty much touching everybody that I I probably would like. Okay. What? Hey, Scott. What about what about? Uh, I know you've named him before. What about Tommy Fleetwood this week? Sixty I to mean, one. I mean, I love Tommy Fleetwood, man. I just I just dig him. I just I just think that's just inevitable. He is 
going to win in the States. I just, he's the one dude from over there that I'm like, there's just no way that he's not going to do it. But he, he certainly the last couple of years has, I mean, I know he won in South Africa and he's, he's, but he, he just hasn't won very much even overseas where he was kind of on that, that track for a few years where he looked like he was just, he was going, you know, he was, he was almost kind of Martin Keimer where he was, you know, winning two, three, four. I just like, he was going to build on it, but he's a little off. I, I love him, man. I would, I would certainly uh, at 60 to one, I think he's a good pick for sure. Yeah. I think that's pretty good value right there at, at 60 and you're right is with the putting, but I mean, he's striking the ball really well this year yeah, and I love the swing. Um, I, you know, he's got that foolproof swing that, you know, as long as, he just rotates through the ball there. It's just, mm-hmm. it is on point all the time. And, and I think that's going to help, you know, that iron game is going to help, uh, um, you know, hitting it into those greens there. It's just mm-hmm. whether he can make putts, which has been just obviously his bugaboo for, for a number of years there. But uh, I have a couple more here. Um, Taylor Gooch is playing some good golf on the live tour. He's a good player. He's just, he's really good. He's solid all around. Um, 75 to one is a pretty good number there. Uh, Adam Scott um, played great on Sunday. Uh, he's also at 75 to one. You know, you're not going to get much of a better ball striker um, in the world than him. It's just whether, you know, it's just whether that putter can make anything at all. Um, but, you know, even then when they get this high, I don't mind the top 10 and top 20 bets. Of, as I've said on this podcast all along here, that uh, even if you don't think the guy can close it out, you know, it's still, they still pay pretty good in those, in those bets there. Um, and then just two other names I wanted to mention is, is Wyndham Clark at yeah, uh, 90. Why, why do you, you got to take all my guys? Because I'm just, this, this is, <laughs> you haven't stopped me and muted me, but Wyndham Clark, I'll let you talk about Wyndham Clark. And then my last name um, on here is uh, Kurt Kitayama at uh, 250 to one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Give give me a little bit on that and give me like a top twenty or thirty bet, but just a couple bucks on a on a win bet. I'll let you have your guys though, or talk about my guys. <laughs> well, I just I knew you were gonna hit Wyndham Clark and I, I just I had a feeling, but I really like you going way down the board at Kirk Kitayama two fifty. I mean, can you imagine the payout there? Yes. Um uh I I I do I do really like Wyndham Clark this week um i I'll, I'll share this with scott and anyone listening but this is this is the data golf page and this um this has um oh my god more technical difficulties but uh as you can see Wyndham clark right here this uh data golf shows him as the 11th ranked player um on wow. their board um that's how good he has been wow. playing um you know, of course, he he breaks through for the win at Quail Hollow, a major championship type golf course. Um, and it's not just that he's I mean, if going back really since calendar year 2023, he's been one of the 15 best players on tour at minimum, um, always known as a really great driver of the ball, great putter. And now his iron game is caught up with it and uh, really, really a talented guy. And I'm, I'm I'm wildly interested to see what he can do this week. I'm kind of surprised he's this low um, at 90. Um, I mean, putting him behind a guy like Siwoo Kim, who's at 80. I don't really know how I feel about that because Siwoo can, he can win you a tournament and he could shoot 82 as well. Um, but yeah, Wyndham at 90, I think is awesome value. You can even get him for a top five at 12 to one um, guys, a, a little, 
little quiz here. Who's um, who's a guy from the Northeast that has had a lot of success in the Northeast, won a major in the Northeast, um, is a premium, premium ball striker, and puts his best on bent grass. Who is that? And he's down here around 100 to 1. Is it Keegan? It's Keegan. It's Keegan Bradley. Um, we like to bang on Keegan quite a bit. You know, sometimes not the most watchable guy, but an elite, elite ball striker. I think this is a good course setup for him. Um, I think he's going to he, – he's always been a great driver of the ball. Um, the, the putting has been a little hit and miss, but he seemed to figure that out over the last couple of years. I think he's pushing for a Ryder Cup spot. We've already talked about the Ryder Cup, that there's basically 10 spots spoken for. Um, guys like Keegan and Wyndham Clark and – um, so he, those are the guys that are, that are pushing for these, these last two spots. So I think Keegan wants on that team. I like Keegan this week. Um, one of the other guys that's been playing pretty well that I think this course matches his ball striking is Harris English, um, 180 to one on Harris English, but I get him for a top 10 on 12 at 12 to one. I think this is a good, a good spot for him to, um, he just kind of plows along, doesn't do anything spectacular, but I think this is kind of major that he can kind of hang around and show up there on, on Sunday. Um, so there's a couple guys that I like a little bit farther down the board. Um, and by the way, I wanted to say about Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark is the guy that I thought Patrick Rogers would be. That's that's a good comparison. That's a really Sorry. good comparison, isn't? It? He's he's the guy that, or he's the guy I think he could be, but he hasn't gotten there yet. Um, Scott, I have, a, I just, I've had a, I'm like the Patrick Rogers fan club, the most obscure fan club going um, for the last eight years. Um, really kind of just trying to will him to a victory at some point. He's an Indiana kid. Yes. Unbe- unbelievable college player. Unbelievable. I can't believe he hasn't panned out. Um, I mean, at least to have a hugely successful. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of people feel that way. Let's get to uh, the, the final two questions. Number one, who is the top player? And this is always my favorite one. Who is the top player that will not win? I think you guys have already both said it, but I'm, I want to put it on the record. Scott? Um, well, I had two guys at the top, and I'm going to take the one that I'm not picking, which is going to be Patrick Cantley. Wow. And, and your, your other guy would have been Rory. No, no, I had two guys that I was looking at as my as that could potentially win, and the that's he's oh, not okay. my, my pick, so I'm gonna go with Patrick Cantley. Okay. Okay, Johnny, pick It'll be close. To, pick not to win. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's Rory. Rory's not gonna win. That's ballsy. I like it. It is. It's correct. It's also correct. <laughs> This, I think, the only person to get this where it's it's backfired was me with the uh, Morikawa twenty twenty one Open pick, where I said he wouldn't win, and then he goes out and wins it. Um, I, I think I think the top player to not win this week will be. Um, I'm going to say Scotty Scheffler. I don't think he's going to win this week, but I do think he'll be he'll be on the leaderboard. Sorry to go against your your pick there, Johnny. Um, and to throw it right back to you, so, Johnny. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go, you're going to ask me who's going to be, you know, who is my pick that's going to win this week. And you're, yes. you're apologizing. After you pick Morikawa not to win any wins, like the, the in, in your best bet podcast history, that is the worst pick ever 
couple yes. years ago. Yes. So yeah, you you fading Scotty um, makes me want to bet him even more. I might hammer him <laughs> even more tonight. <laughs> Scotty Scheffler will be your 2023 PGA champion. <laughs> Love it. Now, if you go, if you go and parlay that with the Nuggets, then I'll be, I'll be impressed because I don't really mm. feel like I don't think you're going to really do that. <laughs> I, I, you're, you're right. I might not do that. <laughs> I, I know that's not quite your style. I know. <laughs> Scott, the winner of the uh, PGA Championship will be. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to stick with the ball striking theme and 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 someone that has just got just off the chart numbers, and I just think he's been playing so great. I, I, I think Scotty Scheffler is going to win too. Wow, double team. Okay, I like Scotty Scheffler a lot this week. Wow, I feel like I need to go back and change my pick now. Um, <laughs> no, don't change it. <laughs> my pick, uh, my pick to win, and uh, I. I, I'm, I'm picking Finau to win, which I, I didn't think I'd get there, but I am. But I am kind of terrified Patrick Cantlay is going to win the week where I'm going to completely avoid putting money on him. Um, I was heavy on him at the Masters, and I just know the major where I decide to go another way, he's going to he's going to show up and win because I feel like everything kind of points to him this week. But I love Finau. I love I love the spot he's in. I think he's a, enough under the radar where there's not a ton of pressure on him. Um, again, I think the golf course fits fantastically for him. So Tony Finau, first, first major this week. Guys, 2023 PGA, it's going to be awesome. Uh, appreciate you guys taking time on your busy Monday night. Johnny from a hotel room in Grand Rapids. Nice Scott, job, John. <laughs> Scott Thank from you. the comfort of his own home. Um, appreciate you guys being here. Can't wait to watch. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Check us out on YouTube this episode this week um, and our picks later in the week on Facebook and Instagram and uh, see what other picks we have besides the win, win bets that we talked about tonight. Um, and we should be back next week with something to talk about with golf and Maybe the NBA. We'll see. Thanks for joining. We'll catch you next time.